Have you ever watched a movie and wondered why they cast that woman or that guy? Well, here's our chance to give it a try. We're repodcasting. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Repodcasting. I'm Lucia Julio. And I'm Janet, phoning it in from Toronto. <laughs> and uh, I was just giving you a little teaser as to what movie we'll be talking about today. Um, we're going to be doing the what I consider a masterpiece, La La Land. <laughs> you know what's funny is when you started whistling, I had actually thought of that oh. I was like we should introduce the the third podcast with like City of Stars nice. the version great minds think it alike my mind absolutely without, like we didn't even discuss this that's yeah. amazing <laughs> awesome did you want to start off with talking about your history with the movie uh, well, my history is that I love Ryan Gosling, so that is probably the main reason that I love this movie so much, um, but I wanted to just talk a little fun fact that I found in doing some, some research on La La Land. Interestingly, I mean, we're, we're recasting these roles, but Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone were not the first choices. I did not know that. Yeah, I actually didn't know that either. I should have known that. I usually know, like, these little tidbits, <laughs> but I didn't know. Um, so, yeah, they were not the first uh, choices uh, that Damien Chazelle um, had thought of. Okay. And do you want to know who they were? Well, I do, but I have a quick question because yeah. I did read that they tried that, like they started working on this movie in 2010. So, are these casting choices from back then? These were initial casting choices. From uh, from what I read, uh, this movie was six years in the making. Right. Yeah. Which makes sense um, because a movie like this is not necessarily something that people automatically think, oh, that's going to be, like, huge and commercial, right? Right, yeah. And, I mean, he's talked at length about how, like, this sort of movie just doesn't get made anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if perhaps the initial casting choices, um, I don't know, do you want to know who they were? Yes, yeah. Okay. So I kind of was... I don't know. I was like, oh, those would have been wrong. <laughs> I'm so glad they changed it. Um, so initially, uh, the role of Mia was going to be played by Emma Watson. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't know. I... I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that. But anyway, that didn't work out for her because then apparently she signed up to do uh, Beauty and the Beast. Okay. So it was conflicting. So there was that. But the the biggest surprise for me, because that would have been such, like, it just would have been completely all wrong. They were going to cast um, Miles Teller oh. as Sebastian. No. Yes. That was he was Damien Chazelle's first choice, which makes sense because they worked together on Whiplash. Right? Yeah. So, wow. So I wonder yeah. if he had picked Miles Teller after he had already worked with him, or if it didn't work out with La La Land, so he put him in Whiplash. 
Well, I don't know because that the what I what I read didn't go into detail in terms of the timeline. But apparently, Miles Teller was supposed to be doing it, and wow. when Miles Teller was notified that he was no longer, like that he was dropped from the role, apparently he was really pissed off. Oh no! And he sent uh, Damien Chazelle a very angry text. Oh wow! Yeah, Miles Teller. I get the impression, like. I don't know. I'm not a fan of his, but that'll be for another podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I think that casting would have been awful. Yeah, that sounds like awful. so wrong. And I can't. And the other, I can't even picture Emma Watson and Miles Teller. Yeah, it like together on screen. I can't exactly. picture any chemistry whatsoever. Yeah, I totally agree. Oh my gosh, that would have been. It, you know what? Had that movie even gotten made, we wouldn't be talking about it now. We wouldn't even be recasting it because it would have gone so far under the radar. Nobody would have yeah. watched it. Well, I th- you know what I think? I think that because um, this movie probably was so challenging to get made, they needed super bankable stars. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I suspect that that's why, like, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling were cast. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, first of all, they have, like, tons of chemistry, right? I mean, they're they're friends in real life. They've worked together. Uh, This is their third time working together. Yes. Um, So, I mean, the chemistry is just so good. Mm -hmm. It's it's fundamental, I think, to to why the movie is is so amazing. Um, So... They, but they also needed like big names yeah. to get the budget probably for the movie to be made. Well, and it does make sense because while I think Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone are really, really terrific in this movie, they're also a bit like even they are a bit of a surprise choice because they're not known as dancers or singers. They're not. They're, they're definitely more... Well, I mean, Emma Watson certainly has name power, of course, like yeah. from, mm-hmm. from... I think she would have been a better uh, choice than Miles Teller. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't even picture Miles... You know what? No. When I heard Miles Teller, I just picture of him... Uh, sorry, I picture him in Footloose. Did you see, like, the, the <laughs> updated version of Footloose? No, is he in that? Yes, he's in it. Oh, my gosh. And... There is one part of the movie where, like, they have to do all this dancing, like they're doing this line dancing in a bar. Miles Teller can't dance. Oh, no. Now, whether he was supposed to, whether that was part of the character or not, I I can't remember. I think that was, like, his character didn't know how to dance. But even watching him once he does learn how to dance, it's like... This guy, I don't know, he just doesn't have uh, the charisma that I think this role requires Yeah, La La Land. I very much agree. I'm also not much of a fan of his, um, and so maybe I'm biased, but I, yeah, I cannot picture him in any part of this movie. No, I can't picture him either. That would have been, like, absolute horrible miscasting. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's really interesting because um, just to like, just for whoever actually is listening, <laughs> um, which would be your sister, Marita, yeah, Marita, and hopefully Pedro, <laughs> um, and maybe maybe our cousin Pedro. <laughs> so um, 
it's kind of funny that that's the case because even though we pick this movie to recast, it started from just one role in the movie because to me the rest of it is amazingly cast. And so the only reason that I wanted to do this movie was because of the character of David. Does anybody know who David is? <laughs> like he actually has a name. I don't remember hearing it once in the movie. Um, but it's Tom Everett Scott who is who plays uh, spoilers again. <laughs> well, there'll always be spoilers, so make sure you watch the movie first. Um, I mean, you're living under, like, uh, like a giant rock, anybody that hasn't seen this movie. I don't know. Yeah, if you haven't seen this movie, please remedy that immediately. It's amazing. But anyway, so I got off track. Um, Tom Everett Scott plays the gentleman that Emma Stone ends up with um, in the, like, five years later um, epilogue. So that was very, very strange casting to me. Um, I, when I saw him pop up, I thought, oh, no, that's not right. This must be like a, a movie set, a movie scene. And so when we see Emma Stone kiss him, I was like, oh, okay, they're acting. We're about to hear a director say cut or something like that. Like I just refused, my brain refused to believe that that was who she ended up with. <laughs> well, I didn't even know his name was David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Exactly. Why does that character even bother having a name? <laughs> um, yeah, so that so he was the reason that we picked this movie, but in the end we decided to cast um, all of the main roles. Or sorry, recast all of the main roles. And um, so I'll, I'll just get right to it if that's alright. Yeah, start. Go. Okay, I'm going to start with Tom Everett Scott because that's who we uh, did this because of. Oh, you're starting with him. I am. I'm, I'm just going to start with him. Um, because I have actually a few, like I have a handful of choices because initially I had thought we were just going to do that role. Um, so the first one that I think, I really like the idea of this. I'm not sure how it will play out, but he also has such a small role. Um, but I'd really like to see Gael Garcia Bernal. Um for anybody who's listening, what what would well he's in Mozart in the Jungle. Um, what else would he be in? <laughs> so he would be like Mia's Latino husband. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I always laughing at your picks? I don't know. <laughs> he's great. He's such a good actor. He's so good looking. Like he's actually because sorry to Tom Everett Scott, that seemed like such a weird choice because he's just kind of like plain and not interesting and I don't know if Emma Stone is not going to end up with Ryan Gosling she needs to end up with somebody pretty great can I ask you something did I did you pick Gael Garcia because I had mentioned once that I would love to see him and Emma Stone as a real life couple did no get the idea from that okay. no I picked him because I think he's very good looking and very cute and charming and funny yeah. You have a handful of actors for this role? Yeah, so the other one, <laughs> the second one is, I, I think this, like, while he's not really my cup of tea, I think he would have been, like, a good pick. I think a lot of people would have been really happy to see him there, um, is Channing Tatum. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, I mean, he can, like, outdance the boy. 
both of them. Yeah, he really can, even though that character does not dance, so we wouldn't see that. <laughs> but now, why did you pick Channing Tatum? I'm just curious. Okay, like, why do you Ryan Gosling is pretty hard to beat, right? Like, obviously, okay. I know your feelings on that. Um, and so, again, like, if you're... If you're going to have her not end up with him, after all we've seen them go through on top of that, like, then it has to be somebody spectacular, no? Otherwise, why wouldn't she go, like, why wouldn't she at some point end up back in L.A. and end up with Ryan Gosling? Okay, okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm listening. Continue. Okay. How many more actors do you have for this role? Two. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Just a couple. All right. So this one you're definitely going to laugh at. Um, because it's not, it doesn't even really make sense. I'm picking somebody, but, like, who they were in 1995, because they're too old now. Please don't say Benedict Cumberbatch. No. (laughs) 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 No, I'm, I, I like the idea of Tim Daly, who, he was the star of Wings. I don't know if you remember that sitcom. Who the hell is Tim Daly? Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, he's also what is he on now? I think there's a show called Madam Secretary that he's on. He's not young anymore. So, like I said, I'm picking Tim Daly circa 1995. But you want him circa 95, or do you want him like circa now? Because like the guy. Okay, here's the thing. <clears throat> Mia's husband, that dude, Tom Everett Scott, right? Yes. He's actually older. Like, I had to Google it, but he is actually 47 years old in real life. And even when you see him, like, in the movie, you get the sense that she has married an older man. Yeah, what I read is what when they were casting that, they deliberately wanted to pick somebody, what they said is a little older, because the point is, like, you're supposed to see the passage of time. Because it's five years later. So even though Emma Stone looks pretty much the same, we're supposed to assume she's five years older, and so she's with somebody older than Ryan Gosling. Yeah, and, well, obviously, but also older than her. Like, that was the sense that I got. Like, when when they first show them together on screen, it was like, oh, she married, like, a more mature guy. Like, that was the, oh, okay. the sort of... That was, like, the the message that I was getting that she married a more mature guy like someone who's older than her mm-hmm. she went that route instead okay so like Tim Daly you could how old is he now like what is he in his 50s yeah but you want to cast him okay All right. but even in 1995 he was 39 he wasn't like very okay. young so we got into the TARDIS exactly exactly <laughs> thank that. you go with okay. me on this journey <laughs> Um, and then the last one is Ryan Gosling. Imagine how great that would be if he played both roles. Oh, <laughs> and okay. she picked somebody who looked exactly like him. <laughs> okay, that's just weird. <laughs> like, why that's... don't you have... Yeah, but you then you could have Ryan Gosling, like, in disguise. <laughs> Yeah, with like, um, what is it? Groucho Marx glasses and a mustache, yeah. Or just glasses, and then it's the Clark Kent <gasps> effect. Totally. It's like, like she's dating, she married a man that looks exactly like 
like Seb when yes. he wears glasses. <laughs> oh wait, that is Seb. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, that one's well, a joke, obviously, but I just thought it'd be fun. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think the one that I agree with the most would be uh, I couldn't see Channing Tatum as well. Maybe Channing Tatum, I could kind of see as her husband. Yeah, more so than the other guys. Okay. Like, I'm not getting a visual on Tim Daly. I'm going to have to Google him. But okay. I would say Channing Tatum would probably be, like, my favorite out of those picks. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'll, I'll move on then. Uh, recasting Emma Stone, the Mia character. That one was really tough for me. I actually at one point tried to put it in a different era um, because... I thought it would be really fun to have Bernadette Peters from, oh boy, she's been in so yeah, many no, things. I know who she is, but she, yeah, that would be like a really ancient era. Yeah, so to put right? Bernadette Peters at the right age, this musical would have had to have been made in the 70s. Okay, so Lucia, for anybody who's listening who doesn't know the, the name of actors, who is Bernadette Peters? Because I know who she is, but I'm old. I know that's the thing I'm trying to picture like I know her from Broadway stuff she's been in a lot of musicals um she was uh Steve Martin's girlfriend in The Jerk she was uh I don't even know she's been in so many things but she like nothing that was super famous or am I forgetting anything um I you know what to be honest like I, she Bernadette Peters has been around for a long, long time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the most recent thing that I've seen her in has been uh, Mozart in the Jungle. Oh, okay. Oh, funny. She's on. She's on that show. Um, in terms of movies, I mean, she's had like a varied film career, and she has done a lot of musical theater like a lot of Broadway for sure yeah yeah Yeah. and so because she's a really amazing singer and she's I I really like her um I thought that she'd be a really good Mia but putting her at the right age would put the movie made in the 70s and then like I was just kind of looking around for other actors to like play Seb with her and I could not find any and also just musicals weren't being done the same way at that time so to be quite frank, La La Land would have flopped if it had been made in the 70s. And um, and then I just decided to cast it with contemporary actors. Yeah. Yeah, right, it just okay, wasn't working well, that, out. Yeah. Um, okay. But so then who I landed on was Zoe Deschanel. Right. From okay. New Girl. Um, she is... She's actually... She considers herself primarily a singer and secondarily an actor. And she is really good. She's the lead singer of She and Him. Um, and I've seen her dance as well, and she's really good. So I think that she would have been a pretty fun alternative. Yeah, I think Zoe Deschanel could definitely have have done this role for yeah. sure. I mean, she's yeah, she's got a beautiful voice. Yeah, and in movies, Zoe Deschanel has pretty much always played the um, like the sidekick, the sarcastic friend, things like that. There's only been a couple where, and even then, she wasn't the lead; she was just the lead lady, um, in Elf or in, what was the other one? Oh, Yes Man. Um, but yeah, so it'd be nice to see her be like an actual, get an actual leading role in a movie. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Do you think if this movie had, let's just say, uh, this movie had been made like 10 
years ago. Do you think that Zoe Deschanel probably would have had like more of like an opportunity if this movie had been had been a thing like 10 years ago? Maybe, but also maybe less because again, like she had never been the leading lady in anything at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it also could have been something that would have been uh, like a great launching pad for sure for a career, right? Yeah, actually, that's really interesting because ten years ago, I'm trying to think of like more or less what she was in. I want to say Failure to Launch was around ten years ago. Um, she was the the best friend in that one. Um, yeah, you know what? That probably would have been really good ten years ago <laughs> with her. Yeah, like I think ten years ago. She- would have been up for this role. I think, like, present day, just based on the way Hollywood works, she would be considered too old, like, now for this role. Probably. And you know what? I just, before I have to do another um, apology, I just realized I forgot my favorite film of hers, and she is definitely the leading lady, and that's in 500 Days of Summer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) I can't believe I forgot that. I am very angry at myself right now. And you're going to laugh at me even more when you hear who my pick for Seb is. How could I have forgotten that movie? Um, I picked Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, okay. Because I think they do have really good chemistry. And as part of when that 500 Days of Summer was coming out, they put out this little um, music video for one of Zoe Deschanel's songs, or sorry, one of she and him's songs. And it's... um, set in a bank and Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a bank robber and she's the teller and then they'd start dancing and like just picturing them in that music video um was why I thought that they would have been really great together in this movie in La La Land yeah yeah they definitely have chemistry Mm -hmm. for sure although people probably would have been well Fans of 500 Days of Summer would have been really upset to have them in La La Land because they didn't end up together in either movie. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, you know, that's the thing. Like, when you're looking at present day, like, that's sort of, you know, like, I feel like with the whole Emma Watson not uh, being cast, it's like, you know, she was doing Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. so she couldn't be in La La Land as well because that's, two musicals that she's doing right Mm -hmm. so it seems conflicting it's like I get why uh that couldn't have happened yeah definitely um okay and then I recast two more roles one is the John Legend character Keith and um I picked Donald Glover for that role oh okay yeah from Community he was Troy on Community and also he is Childish Gambino so he is very musical and I, I thought he would have been really fun in that role. Because John Legend wasn't bad, but I found him to be a little bit dull. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Donald Glover ha- can be a little bit more uh, energetic, maybe, is the word. Yeah, I think Donald Glover, if, uh, he's going to be doing um, Lion King. That was just an Oh, episode, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Donald Glover would have brought, like, a more youthful sort of energy to that role, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then the last role that I recast, who I don't even know if his character has a name, is J.K. Simmons, who was the piano bar owner. His character does have a name. It was 
Bill. Oh, really? Or are you just making that up? Uh, I know this because I was, when I was doing some research for the movie, because I actually didn't remember his name either. Okay. But in retrospect, I'm pretty sure that his name comes up. Like, I'm pretty okay. sure Ryan Gosling um, refers to him by name. Okay. Uh, but I, I mean, obviously, who's who was focused on his name? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Right? I mean, we're all too busy looking at Ryan Gosling, obviously. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, his name is Bill. Okay, so um, I recast Bill. The first person I thought of was Alan Arkin, and I think um, he is the gentleman with, like, the very deep voice who, what has he been in? I should have written these all down beforehand. Lucia, you have to know who these are. But I don't remember what they've been in. You pick these people, but then you don't know what movies they were in. So how do you even know who they are? But that's the thing. I absolutely know who they are, and I can picture them, and so I don't need to... Oh, you know what? He was in Argo. There you go. It just takes me a little while. Yeah, he was in Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, of course. He played the grandfather. He won an Oscar for that role. Oh, dear. I don't know why I don't remember the movies when I need them. But anyway, yeah. He, um, I, I think I used to get Alan Arkin and J.K. Simmons confused, which is why I thought of him to replace J.K. Simmons. He's a lot older than J.K. Simmons. You know, I, I'm sure he is. But yeah. they still, there's some similarities between them that, I don't know, I used to sometimes get them mixed up. In the sense that they're kind of curmudgeonly, the both of them? Yes. Yeah, they definitely are. And then I also had an alternative for this one because I just thought it would be so great. Um, imagine Samuel L. Jackson in that role. <laughs> yeah, actually, that actually would have been really good. Yeah. Totally. But then he would have been like cursing the storm. <laughs> yeah, they would have had to bump it up to an R rating. Yeah, like you know that at some point he would have called Ryan Gosling a mother effer, right? Of course like, he you would. would. Have to. <laughs> Especially like when he fired him or yes, something. Like, absolutely. Or when he to- tells him to only play the Christmas songs and he doesn't. <laughs> like, you know, actually that would be perfect. Because yeah. then he would start cursing at him and that would be comedic relief totally for sure imagine how funny that that part would be as with that, Samuel Jackson. you know what i like that that Thanks. is a good casting choice for sure. <laughs> finally <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> and you know what it would make sense kind of that well you know what and i'm i don't want to be stereotypical here because definitely a criticism that I have heard over and over and over again about La La Land is that it is so whitewashed. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, I've heard that too. I mean, sure. that is a criticism that is constantly being thrown out there. Um, so to say that, you know, Samuel L. Jackson, that, a, you know, a, a man of color, a black man, would own a jazz club maybe would have appeased the people who seem to have that, that criticism. Yeah. I, you know, if since we're bringing it up, I'm just going to state my rebuttal, I guess, to this criticism. Like, I understand where people are coming from, but it's a really small cast, first of all. Like, there just there aren't that many roles that are significant in this movie. And the main couple... Fine, they're both white, 
and you know you can complain about that or you can not care about that that's fine the third build character is black because john legend is third build and then like even the two other roles that i recast apart from those three that i just mentioned we didn't even know they had names <laughs> so like i don't know to complain that it's too white there just weren't that many roles in the movie That's, That's everybody, everybody that I recast, yes. Okay. Do you want to make any other comments before I start with mine? No. Well, actually, I will make one. Um, for the the Tom Everett Scott role, I did have one more choice, but then I got embarrassed to say it because it was... You had, like, 20 different actors. This is just... This is how annoyed that we were by Tom Everett Scott. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like saying anybody... Anybody but Tom Everett Scott could have been better in this yes, role. That's exactly it. But uh, but I got embarrassed to say it because it was Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Listen, if you had said it was, uh, if you had said Rebel Wilson, <laughs> I was going to hang up on you right now. <laughs> oh, we should cast a girl in that role. Well, you can do anything because you're recasting it. Yes, so I didn't think of that. It's all creative. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, please uh, go on with your picks now. Okay, so I get to take it away now. Uh, okay, so I am going to start with... Uh, you started with her husband. Yes. I am not going to start with her husband. <laughs> okay. I'm going to save that for the end. Um, I'm going to start with Mia and... I, you know, I just want to say I loved Emma Stone. Yes. I, I think she's a great actress. Yeah, me too. I thought she was excellent in the role. Uh, for people who say that her voice is too wispy, um, because <laughs> I've read that yeah. often. I've read it in comments. I've read it in, you know, uh, critics, what they've said. Um, yeah, like, she doesn't have necessarily the strongest voice. Right. But again, I, I really think that what makes this movie work is the chemistry between Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Yeah. Like, I think that is what makes the movie work totally. Yeah. Um, however, uh, I don't necessarily think that she was the best person for the role either because... Ooh. That is a valid point that she doesn't have a strong voice. Yeah. Um, she certainly has a lot of charisma, totally. And I, I think she deserved the Oscar. I mean, I'm happy that she won it. I Me think too. she deserved it. Yeah. Um, but I did recast uh, the role with a woman of color. Oh, okay. And uh, the reason being that, again, there was so much criticism about the movie being too white. Mm -hmm. So I think that, um, you know, I'm not saying that I'm throwing a token person in so that they have the token black person, like just to add diversity just for the sake of it. I actually think that this person could have like smashed this role. I think she would have done really, really well in okay. this role. I think she's a good actress. I think she has like super strong vocals. She has a background, uh, you know, singing, dancing. So I think that she actually might have made a better Mia. Ooh, okay, <gasps> who's this? Than Emma Stone. Oh, I can't believe I said that. <laughs> um, so I picked Zendaya. And I don't know if you know 
is. No. Uh, again, like, I think part of the reason I picked her is because had she been in this movie, I could see this being, like, her breakout role. Okay. I could see this being the role that people finally do know who she is. Like, she would be, like, a household name, so to speak. So Zendaya, um, she start, started off, like, her career as, like, the, a Disney kid or whatever. Oh, okay. But um, she's uh, done mostly, like, Disney stuff. Um, she was just in Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. She played Mary Jane in it, so I don't know if you, if you saw that I did that not see not, that, no. But a lot of people have seen it. Sure. Um, and so she's in that. And she's, uh, she's going to be in the new, um, movie coming out at Christmas, The Greatest, uh, Showman. It's a musical. It's the one, um, that Hugh Jackman is, uh, is doing. He okay. plays P.T. P.T. Barnum in it. Oh, yes. But yeah, I think Zendaya, like I said, if you you should Google her yeah. and listen to her sing because she has a beautiful voice. Okay. She really does. Cool. And again, like her background is in like song and she dances. And so in that respect, I think she's definitely stronger awesome. than, uh, than Emma Stone. And like I said, I mean, this role could have been like a huge launch pad for her career yeah and I think she would have done really well I think she's also she's a good actress as well cool. <clears throat> so that's who I picked um you're gonna laugh oh, you're no. gonna laugh this time <laughs> at um my pick for Sebastian or Seb <laughs> the Ryan Gosling character so again like the Ryan Gosling I mean I love Ryan Gosling I love him in anything that he does I think he can do no wrong. Um, do I think that he was the best person for this role? Not necessarily. No. I mean, no. I mean, listen, I love that he was in it. I love that he took that chance creatively and he stepped out of his comfort zone and he did something totally different. Yes. And like I said, I love the chemistry between them. Mm -hmm. I think they were great in it, but I don't necessarily think he was the best pick for this movie I mean no he doesn't have a strong voice and you know he's a good dancer for sure I mean he was in the Mickey Mouse <laughs> so he definitely I mean you know he's got like the background in dance or whatever I think he's a better dancer than he is a better singer sure for sure but I don't necessarily think that he was the best person for the role okay. so if I was casting this mm -hmm. I would have cast Zach Efron what yes what and let me what? tell you why <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> well let me explain to you oh my here's goodness why I here's why I selected Zach Efron first of all Zach Efron has a background in song and dance. Sure. He started off in high school musical. Mm -hmm. So that's his background right there. That's how he started out. Um, Zach Efron, you know what? I know that you don't like him, and I don't like him either. Okay. Like, I don't think he's... I didn't pick him because I like him. I picked <laughs> him because I think he'd be really good in this role. Okay. Um, Zach Efron can dance. Zach Efron can sing. Zach Efron... 
regardless of what you and I think, Zac Efron has, like, a lot of name recognition. Oh, yeah. He's got a lot of charisma. A lot of people love him. Yes. He's popular. He is. That's for sure. So I definitely think that um, people would have would have liked to have seen him in this role and that he would have been believable in it. Uh, and he can do, like, he can do it all. He can sing, he can dance, he can act. And you know what? I think that him and Zendaya would have played off beautifully wow. off of one another. I think their chemistry would have been really good. And also, like, uh, there would have been that, like, interracial sort of yeah. like dynamic to it as mm-hmm. well oh you know what the other thing that I didn't say about um, uh, my pick as uh, for Zendaya another sort of dynamic to the role if they'd had maybe an actress of color in that role uh, because you know the one thing that we get throughout the movie is like Mia is struggling she goes on all these auditions and she's really struggling as an actress and she's like trying to find the, the you know the role that and she's trying to get work and it would have been interesting to have looked at that story from like the perspective of a woman of color you know what I mean yeah. mm-hmm. like sure a, a white actress has you know we saw a, a the challenges of a white actress, like yeah. trying to get roles and everything. But what about the challenges of a woman of color? Like that would have been even more interesting, yeah. even more layered. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that was also one of the reasons why I selected Zendaya as, okay. as Mia because yeah. that struggle, like, would have been amplified for a woman of color. So that right. would have been like an interesting dynamic to look at like the you know how like a, an actress of color is is trying to get work right mm-hmm. I like um, I'm looking at pictures of her I don't recognize her from anything but I like I can kind of picture her in this role I think and I totally agree with you that would have added a nice interesting layer to Mia's struggle as an actor but I just, I'm sorry, I cannot agree with Zac Efron. I get what you're saying. Your defense was fine. It made sense. But it's kind of like the Miles Teller thing where, like, I can't picture Zac Efron in that role, even though I know that he can sing and dance and that people like him. But I don't know. I just, I can't picture it. Yeah, no, I could have seen him. And you know what? It's funny because I picked, you know, I picked Zendaya, I picked uh, Zac Efron, and then I didn't realize until after that they are actually, they are starring opposite one another in that movie, The Greatest Showman, which is a musical, and they play love interests in it. Okay. So, and then I was like, oh, well, look at that. I'm not the only one who thought of this. Yeah. I'm not the only one who thought this would be a good pairing. So, yeah, now I'm going to go watch that movie. The greatest well, the showman. Coming out, it comes out in December. Uh, okay. So I guess we'll see what kind of chemistry they have on yeah, screen. Yeah. That's cool. I literally, like, I selected them and I hadn't even seen any of that. Oh, funny. And then it wasn't until after that I was like, what? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like I said, that's, uh, and you know, Zach Efron definitely has that heartthrob quality. Yep. He does. That people, like, 
you know, and so I think that um, that would have translated uh, into, you know, him being like seen as, you know, a heartthrob or whatever in the, in the role of Seb. Okay. So moving on to Keith. Yes. Um, I actually had to look up his name because I couldn't even remember his name in the movie either. (laughs) I was just like John Legend's character. (laughs) Who's he? Um, You know what? Like you, I did not like John Legend in that role. Yeah. At all. Like, okay, he was cast. Yes, John Legend is like a singer and he's really well known Mm -hmm. and, you know, he's great and whatever. I'm not, personally, I'm not a fan of his music, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just like, he was so boring. He, he was so bland. Yes. Yeah. Like, he was like, you know, and I'm not trying to, I know that he's he's biracial or whatever, but he was so mayonnaise. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he was just so boring and... I don't know. I just did not like him in the role mm-hmm. yeah. at all. I was like, no, I don't. Why is he here? <laughs> um, so I recast the role with Drake. Oh, <laughs> interesting. See, I thought you'd laugh at that. No, because I think that's actually an interesting pick. Drake. Yes. Come on. Drake can act. For sure. Oh my god. Was that the character's name? Wheelchair Jimmy? On Degrassi? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, he was Jimmy, but everyone called him Wheelchair Jimmy. (laughs) Okay. But he was in a wheelchair. Yes. Um, So anyway, yeah, I would have cast Drake. I think Drake, again, see, when I'm making my casting choices, like, I always think of how the actors will mesh. Okay. And how they will play off one another. And I think that Drake would have been awesome in this role because, again, he's sort of within the same age group of, like, uh, Zendaya, Zac Efron. He's kind of, like, he's, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're uh, sort of, they're all in the same age group. Yeah. Uh, Zendaya's young. I think she's only, like, 21 or 22. Um, but again, like, I think Drake would have been great in this role. I think Drake certainly has a lot more charisma. I think he would have brought, uh, more charisma to the role instead of like, just like the way John Legend delivered those lines, like, (laughs) you know, was so dull and boring and like, he had like no inflection whatsoever, like in his voice. Um, Drake can act. Yes. And let's face it, he can sing, right? Oh, yeah. I I think Drake would have been perfect for this role. And I don't know why they didn't offer it to him. (laughs) Well, maybe he's too young because... Another Canadian. I know. Yeah, that would have been good. Well, mind you, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. We've removed the Canadian from the movie. So, no, scratch that. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I thought Drake would have been... Awesome. Yeah, I like that pick actually. I'm not going to laugh at that. I think that he would have done a better job for sure. Yeah, I think anyone would have done a better job than <laughs> John Legend. Yeah, like, I, know that I can't disagree. Sound, sound a bit harsh, and you know, I'm sure there's lots of John Legend fans out there who were thrilled to see him uh, in the movie, but I was like, no, this guy can't act. 
Yeah. Now, who threw him a solid and let him do this movie? Like, I don't know. Um, okay, so my last pick, I didn't uh, recast the role of J.K. Simmons. So okay. I'm leaving him in there. I didn't recast that role. Um, the last role that I cast is David. <laughs> Mia's husband mm-hmm. in the future who, like, again, I mean, that character shouldn't even exist. <laughs> Mia should end up with Seb and Happily Ever After. Yep. But um, anyway, <laughs> so I recast Army Hammer. Whoa, really? Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, now, again, he's not that much older like in oh, real life yeah. army hammer is only 31 oh, however okay. i always when i see army hammer in any role i always think of him as older yeah i agree and i'm I surprised he's only 31 i feel like it's his demeanor yes uh it's just his on-screen presence Right. He always seems to be older than he actually... I actually thought that he was older than 31. Me too. I'm really surprised that he's that young. And, you know, he. I think it might be that he seems like he's from a previous era, in a way. Um, and so then that makes him seem older, no? Yeah, maybe. I, I could get that vibe about him, for sure. Yeah. See, my here's my uh, beef with the Tom Everett Scott character. Like, I personally thought that Tom Everett Scott was too old. Yeah. Well, he's 47, like you said. I get that he's supposed to be older than Mia. I get that he's supposed to be, like, uh, maybe she decided to marry someone who was a little more mature. I get that. But still, I just felt that, I don't know, he was just... He just seemed too old for the the role. It was like, who is this old guy? (laughs) Like, that was my initial... I was like, who is this... Yeah, no, he's too old. So, Army Hammer, I mean, especially if I was having Zendaya... Okay, yeah. Mia, he would be a lot older than her. She's only like 21 or 22. Right. So, he would look older than her. Okay. So, you would get that sense that she married an older guy, but not like so old that it's inconceivable um yeah so <laughs> and like he's also I'm, incredibly handsome so that seems like a good pick yeah army him like he's a good looking oh, yeah. guy i think he's, for he's sure. a, a good looking guy yeah okay. for sure and he's done a lot again like his movie roles i mean he was in the social network that's where we sort of first met him yeah. um he is just in that new film, Call Me By Your Name, that is getting amazing buzz. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's out yet. It just got a bunch of Independent Spirit Award nominations this morning. Yeah. Like, they're saying that's definitely, probably going to be an Oscar nomination for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did, like, The Man From Uncle. I mean, he hasn't yeah. done a ton of things, mm-hmm. but... Wasn't he The Lone Ranger? Sorry? And yeah. he was the Lone Ranger too, right? Yeah, that's right. But that movie tanked. It did, but he was the star. Yeah. Like he's he's got name recognition already. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely could have seen him in the role. It's funny because there was um, there was something that I uh, I was reading and I can't remember exactly where I read it, but also just comments that I've read and it was an interesting perspective that I'd never thought of, but 
someone pointed out that Ryan Gosling's character, Seb, is, like, is pretty rude. Like, yes. he's kind of a rude jerk throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And that, you know, maybe it's not completely inconceivable that Mia didn't end up with him because he wasn't exactly very nice to her. And I thought, wow, that's like a really different perspective. Like, I never sort of looked at it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I thought about it, I was kind of like, he is kind of rude throughout the movie. I mean, yes, they fall in love, but it's, I mean, initially when they first meet, like, he's such an asshole. Yeah. Like, he walks right past her and, like, and bumps her. her. Yeah. You know, bumps her with his shoulder. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even throughout the, the film, I mean, people, that, that complaint of, oh, he mansplains to her throughout the whole movie, I kind of, I kind of get that, but in a sense, I don't. I only, I only understand, or let's say, can kind of understand people saying that in the one scene where he talks to her about jazz. Um, right after she says, I don't like jazz and I don't know much about it kind of thing. So I don't really consider that mansplaining because it's just a subject that he happens to know more about than her. Exactly. And that's sort of my opinion as well. It's like, I don't really feel that he's mansplaining to her either because she admittedly says she knows nothing about this subject. Exactly. And he knows a lot about it. Yeah. So he's just kind of sharing that with her. But I agree. That's mansplaining. I don't know. Uh, according to some people, that is mansplaining. But I thought that was a really interesting perspective, that he is so rude to her, and that he kind of is like a rude asshole throughout the movie. He's not <clears throat> necessarily a very likable character. Yeah. And that it's not that, you know, inconceivable that she would have married someone else, Hmm. someone who maybe would have been nicer and treated her better. Because even right before they break up, when they're in the apartment and they're having the dinner, right? Yes. Like, again, he's pretty harsh. Um, And he says some really hurtful things to her. So I kind of... Like, when I read um, those comments and I sort of, like, went back and, and thought about it, I was like, wow, that's, there mm-hmm. is some truth to that, right. definitely. So, um, that's yeah, interesting. So I that was interesting. Yeah, because, um, okay, so I read an Entertainment Weekly article from earlier this year um, because I had actually... I was trying to Google, like, why they picked Tom Everett Scott for that role. It just seemed so weird and random that I was trying to find the answer to why they picked him. And um, so uh, I'm just going to read, like, little bits of the article. So one, it says, one of the nicest surprises in La La Land comes in the final 15 minutes. I don't know if I agree that seeing him there was a nice surprise, but anyway... Um, Tom Everett Scott is eternally beloved for his role as Guy Patterson in the 1996 musical That Thing You Do. 
Um, and that's where Damien Chazelle had seen him and he loves that movie. And so the casting wasn't random. Like he picked him, he's, he sought him out on purpose. Um, he wanted, Damien Chazelle had actually wanted to be a jazz drummer. And so he said that the, that thing you do was kind of revolutionary for him. Oh, okay. Yeah. So clearly it's something. Yeah, that's something that's, you know, been in his head for a long time. And then uh, they said he had to be a little older than Ryan Gosling to suggest the passage of time. And that's part of, like, that's interesting, too, because, so Ryan Gosling is 36. And I don't know if the character of Seb is also supposed to be 36, because if that's the case, then he is very immature, and it would make sense that she would want to end up with somebody more mature. Um, To me, like... The character behaves like someone in their late 20s or maybe even early 30s. And so I don't know if that's what the character is supposed to be or not. But, like, even so, Tom Everett Scott is 11 years older than Ryan Gosling. So you're not just suggesting the passage of time. Like you mentioned, that maybe they are trying to show that she went for an older man. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's interesting uh, what you're saying about his casting, uh, because it sounds to me like the only reason that Damien Chazelle cast him was because he just wanted to work with someone whose work he had seen and admired as a young person. Well, he also said, um, this is a quote, the big thing was that Tom is just the nicest guy, Tom Everett Scott. And so they didn't want to cast somebody who could easily be vilified because obviously people are going to be, well, maybe not obviously, but many people are going to be upset that they don't end up together. So they were also trying to make sure that they pick somebody who they think is a super nice guy so that you could kind of be like, oh, okay, that's why she ended up with him. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, but like... Who's going to equate Tom Everett Scott with being a super nice guy? Like, I don't. I think, you know what? Here's the thing. For a lot of people who would see that movie, and I'm just, I'm referring to maybe a certain demographic, okay. right? Like, let's say millennials, for example. Like, yeah. did, did millennials know who the fuck Tom Everett Scott was? Like, sorry for my, I'm swearing now, but like, That's okay. really, like, do millennials know who he is without Googling it? I don't know, because... That thing you do is like a really old movie. Well... Right? It's 1996. Like, a lot of millennials were born in 96. Or, like, were babies in 96. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. I don't know. I... I guess I'm a millennial. I'm, like, born right on the cusp of when they say it begins. Um, So I was 16 when that movie came out. And I remember it very well, and I liked it a lot. And so I would say for me, and even up to maybe, like six or seven years younger than me. So you have like that first, the early millennials, I think totally would recognize him if they had seen him like that movie. Because even if you had seen the movie and then never watched it again, you probably wouldn't even remember that that's who that is. Here's the thing, and this is just my perspective, okay? I am older than you. Like, I'm, you know, I'm almost 10 years older than you are. And I'm not exaggerating when I say, when Tom Everett Scott first when they first show him on screen in La La Land my first thought was who the hell is that guy oh no I legit did not know who he was okay and I mean I've never seen that thing you do I never saw that okay 
but that is honestly the only movie that I would even know him from. Yeah. If I had seen it. Like, it's like, what else has this guy done? I don't know. Like, just to me, it's, it felt like, I mean, it's not random, obviously. It, it held some significance. Yes. To Damien Chazelle, obviously. Um, and so that's why that casting choice was made. Yes, but I I'm think it saying. is to a very small small population who yeah, would actually like, be know. on board and recognize like There are like about 20 different actors and based on the fact that you couldn't narrow it down, <laughs> like you picked like what, five, six actors. Yeah, five. Five or six other people who could easily have played that role. So to me, that role is not like... It could have been anyone, and it could have been at least someone a lot more interesting. Yeah, I agree. I very much agree. Um, Tom Everett Scott had, like, a small string of starring roles over a two-year span. But even then, none of the movies, apart from that thing you do, none of those movies are even memorable. Lucia, nobody cares about Tom Everett No, for sure. For sure. (laughs) Except Damien Chazelle. Damien Chazelle. Yeah. Cares about him, and that's it. Yeah. No, no, I totally agree. I very much agree with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, those are, those are my picks. I'm okay. Done. Okay, so um, I found some trivia about the movie. Um, so like I had mentioned earlier on, they had uh, Damien Chazelle and then the composer, Justin Hurwitz, they had come up with the idea for this movie in 2010. And they had even found backers, two backers and a producer, for a budget of $1 million. Um, and then the, they were demanding a lot of script changes, which made them drop the project because they didn't want to change their script. Um, and then after Whiplash had found critical success in 2014, the project was resurrected. With, um, oh, of course. Yeah, and then the studio once... increased the budget to $30 million. <laughs> Yeah, of course, because that's the way Hollywood works, right? Yeah. Like you have to prove yourself before anyone will throw any money at you. Yeah. And, you know, again, like I said, I mean, while I loved the movie and I love Ryan Gosling and I love Emma Stone and I think they were great, I think the main reason that they were selected was because they would guarantee a big budget. Yes. Yeah, because people can already picture them together. They both have their star power. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. So I think, you know, oftentimes these these casting decisions are made strictly on, like, how commercially viable. It's all about money. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The audition scene in the movie where Mia is interrupted... Um, with like a lunch order or something like that. Uh, it was inspired by a real life audition of Ryan Gosling. So that's interesting. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting because that means that he had input into the script or like, you know, maybe not the script, but like they wrote something based on what he had experienced. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, Gosling, like that's what I mean. Like, you know, he's a, he's a bonafide movie star now. Yeah, definitely. He is. Yeah. He's, he's bona fide. Like, it's undeniable. And uh, I could totally see him having, like, input into the the entire creative process of it. Yeah. Um, and then John Legend learned to play guitar for this role because um, he's actually a classical pianist. And he also said that he's jealous of how quickly Ryan Gosling learned to play jazz piano so well. <laughs> 
Ryan Gosling. <laughs> and do then, anything. Yeah, of course. And then lastly, um, the you know how Ryan Gosling, or sorry, Seb tells Mia to hold the car fob to her chin because it amplifies the signal? Yes. <laughs> Apparently, that is true. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It's not just a funny little... Yeah. So I'll try that next time. Quirky <laughs> thing. <laughs> That's good. Okay. And um, I'm just going to mention a few, like, stats about the film. Um, it had a $30 million budget, and it made $151 million domestic and $446 million worldwide. Whoa. Yeah. So it did very well. I'm really glad to hear that, to know that. It made a pile of money. Yay. <laughs> and um, the IMDb critic score for this movie is 93%. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it's 92%. So, like, that's pretty impressive scores. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, there are, I I don't know, I've heard a lot of people who hate it. (laughs) I mean, they're not movie critics, but... Oh, yeah. I've heard, you know what, like, I think for everyone who loves it, there's, like, five people who hate it. Pretty much, right? That's how it feels. So many people throw shit at this movie, and it's really unfortunate, because I think... You know, at the end of the day, it's just a really fun, entertaining movie, and I don't think we need to write, like, a million think pieces Oof. on it yeah. about, you know, analyzing it and picking it apart, about mansplaining, and yeah. it's too white, and it's too this, and it's not enough that, and yeah, whatever. I agree. Like, just enjoy it for the joyous experience that it is, yeah. and stop complaining. I agree. It's such a fun movie. And I mean, I do already or I did already like Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone before watching it. So maybe that helped. But they were both really charming and really fun to watch. And like you mentioned, they have a ton of chemistry. So I don't know. I think it's a wonderful movie. I like watching it again and again. I'm pretty sure I've seen it five or six times now. Yeah, I think between the two of us, we've seen it like a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, okay, so um, just time for one... Hello? Pardon? What's next? Yeah, we have one more segment. Okay, it's time for Hold Me Close, Young Tony Danza. <laughs> and uh, that is the segment where we recast Tony Danza in as one of these roles in this movie. Um, Can I ask you something? Is that the actual lyric hold me closer young tony danza no like not in the not in the elton john song i know it's not oh okay (laughs) but is it i thought it was just hold me closer tony danza um i i've heard that too i was able to find a sound clip of phoebe from friends singing hold Uh, me close young tony danza oh is that where that is from it is yeah (laughs) oh i had no idea where you'd where you had sourced that from. Yeah, that was Phoebe singing. Um, So... Like, now the producers of Friends are totally going to sue us. Oh! (laughs) It's only six seconds long. I'm pretty sure that's allowed. (laughs) No, that's not allowed. Thanks, Lucia. Lawsuit. Oh, sorry. What I meant to say is I had heard Phoebe sing it, but that sound clip we just heard was me. I was singing. (laughs) Well, that's you. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, 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 we're not getting sued, don't worry. <laughs> now, um, I'll let you go first on this one. Who did you cast Tony Danza as? Which character? Well, I didn't, but <gasps> I guess, 
because I completely forgot that oh. we were doing that. <laughs> okay. But hey, why don't I cast him as Bill? That's hilarious. There That's who go. I cast him as. Oh, well, he, yeah, he could totally be yes. the, the J.K. Simmons character because I could see Tony Danza owning, like, uh, a little jazz club. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what I love picturing Tony Danza doing is the in the end, well, near the end scene where they are, like, while Ryan Gosling is playing piano when he sees Emma Stone come into his club, and yes. then we see them kind of replay an alternate version of their story. Yes. The part where J.K. Simmons is like blocking the door at the jazz club, but then like kind of bounces his head and snaps along. I would love to see Tony Danza do that part. Well, I think he would have knocked it out of the park. Yes, he would have. <laughs> Tony Danza would have been prolific in that role. Yes. Excellent. Okay. Well, any closing thoughts on La La Land? Uh, no, just that I love it, and, uh, I mean, we recast it for fun, but I would never recast this movie, <laughs> other than the Tom Everett Scott role. Exactly. Same yeah. here. And maybe John Legend. And John Legend. Yeah. I think Drake, yeah, Drake should have been offered that role. Come yeah. on. Or Donald Glover. I think both of those would have been way better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks so much, Janet. Um, no problem. My we, pleasure. We haven't picked our next movie yet, but if you have any suggestions, you can send them to repodcasting on all the social media stuff, um, or you can email us at repodcasting at gmail.com. Thanks so much. Hope to see you again soon. Bye. Bye.